And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Hey there, Wonderlings! Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back at My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm cold. <laughs> Even when I got a blanket around me and I'm still chilly and I'm upstairs and it's like, come on. I mean, yeah, I know, I know, it's October. Expect this kind of weather. But we actually had a couple days of like um, 80 degree weather and I think the other day was 70 degree weather earlier in the week. And I'm like, Mother Nature cannot make up her mind, which I mean isn't bad necessarily, but I mean, I, I, I like those days. I like to get maybe a couple more like 65 degree weather days with the sun actually shining so we can enjoy the colors changing in the leaves because they don't look that great. They look rather dull when it's dark and rainy. You can't really enjoy the fall foliage, the, the prettiness before Jeremy and I eventually have to start raking leaves again and that is going to be a chore. <sighs> don't like it anyway um i'm not here to talk about that today i am going to discuss season six episode seven entitled wayne and bonnie this episode aired on november 11th 1992 that was november 11th that's veterans day i believe so in this episode, with Winnie still upset at him, guys, you know, because of what happened in White Lies last week's episode, Kevin let his lips do some flapping, and now she's being labeled as, like, the school slut or something like that. And it sucks, because Winnie is a sweetheart of a girl. He's tarnished her reputation. But anyway, Kevin looks for ways to get her back. Wait, what? Get her back? Really? Kev, I'm going to slap you across the face because you definitely deserve that. No, you got to be looking at ways to make it up to her. And a five foot tall stuffed teddy bear, I don't know. That, mm, I don't know. That might not fit the bill. Meanwhile, because this is a Wayne and Bonnie titled up. This is a Wayne episode. Meanwhile, Wayne begins seeing Bonnie, a divorced mother whom he plans to move in with against his parents' wishes. Wayne, as you know, this season he's working at NORCOM. You know, he's already graduated, all that stuff. Failed, tried to get into the army and failed because of the psoriasis, I think, on his back. And um, Bonnie works in one section of NORCOM, probably answering phones and, like, taking mail and all that stuff because Wayne is a deliver mail delivery person. And she's working there, so that's how they meet. And, of course, she's a single mother, and I think she probably got married, like, right out of high school to her high school boyfriend. They're divorced or on the outs. And Wayne, of course, he has not had the best look with girlfriends. He really, really hasn't. His last girlfriend made out with his younger brother and actually wanted to break up with Wayne to date Kevin. Yeah. But Wayne just wants to be wanted. He just wants to be, you know, what any guy would want. And he sees this woman 
who's a single mother. She's struggling. And it's almost like, you know, he kind of wants to insert himself. And, you know, he wants to take care of his girl. You know? And, you know, he tries to make nice, play baby daddy to little baby David. David's probably about not even a year old, maybe six months old. So, um, and of course, you know, he feels the best way that he can help her out is by moving in and, you know, kind of playing house with her. So, this episode's got an 8.3 out of 10 rating based on 125 ratings. This episode was directed by Greg Beeman and writers Neil Marlins, Carol Black, and written by Cy Rosen, who has written other episodes for Wonder Years. There is no trivia. Oh, we get soundtrack here. Shop Around by The Miracles, written by Barry Gordy and Smokey Robinson. Okay. So I got the book leader in front of me. There's really not much. It just says, Wayne has a new girlfriend, Bonnie, a 23-year-old divorcee with a baby. And, of course, featured song, Shop Around by the Miracles. Okay, so Bonnie is 23. Wayne has got to be what? He's got to be at least 19 by now. That is a bit of an age gap. Not a big one. Not a big one. But, yeah. So if you're new to the podcast... If you just started listening, thank you. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the content. Um, if you want to follow along with the podcast, you can do so at the Facebook page, Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years Facebook page. Or Instagram, you can follow along there at LBOM Wonder Years Podcast. Also, if you want to write me an email and tell me how much you Love the show, The Wonder Years. Maybe your favorite moments from the show. You can do so by emailing me at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're, you know, you enjoy the podcast, or, and also if you're a regular listener, if you have not yet, I would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave me a wonderful, sweet review. That would make my day so much. Because I love this show. It's so sad that this is coming to an end in December. It breaks my heart. But, because this is the final season and, you know, the end is almost upon us two months from now, I thought, why not re-release a couple episodes? Well, in November, I will be re-releasing the Thanksgiving episode in honor of Thanksgiving. And, of course, I'll re-release the three Christmas episodes and the New Year's episode. New Year's one will be done on New Year's Eve, re-released. So, if you've heard them before, these are pretty much the same exact ones. So that way, um, for those that are just listening that are new, this is my treat to you. For those of you that have enjoyed the episodes, I'm doing this so that way you don't kind of scroll through the archives. It'll be up there. And kind of like my last hurrah for the for the podcast. Guys, I'm going to miss this so much. I love this show. I love the characters. But how about we jump right into this episode? But real quick, one last thing. I just posted on Instagram, and I would love if you guys like this idea, comment. Although you do know next year, 2019 is going to be the Growing Pains podcast. But for 2020, I have an idea. So comment if you like this idea. Because I just bought the first two seasons on DVD of 
small wonder. So I'm like, I, I kind of want to do it. I remember watching the show as a kid and loving it. And I just think this would be so fun to cover this. I just, I'm kind of sticking with, you know, covering the older shows. And um, there aren't really a lot of current shows out there that I watch other than, you know, the OC and One Tree Hill and Everwood were my early aughts, the millennial shows. Um, I'd like to cover Everwood one day, but for the time being, I really just want to stick with, you know, next year is Growing Pains. I'm still going to be covering Silver Spoons. When Silver Spoons is done, I think I'm going to tackle the short-lived show, The Torkelsons. And then we'll see from there what we're going to do. But that's a ways down the road. Uh, Silver Spoons is... I believe I'm going to be doing... There's five seasons. I'm wrapping up season one in December. And then I think I'll just do one episode a week in January, you know, in the new year. So we'll do maybe two seasons a year. And then four and five will be 2020. Although I might double up towards next sometime next year. We'll see. We'll see. But okay, guys, I've talked long enough. Um, Let's get into this, shall we? So we open up the episode, and Jack's on the phone at work, screaming into the phone about, where the fuck are my parts? I need them today. Two fucking day. Which, this is so similar to season one, episode three. Was it three? My father's office. Where he brings Kevin to work with him, and he's on the phone with whoever trying to get his damn parts from the supplier and bitching in the phone. So, I remember the Thanksgiving episode from season four where Jack gets a promotion. My guess is he must have, like, turned it down at one point and just said, this isn't working out. I want to be with, you know, my family and they kind of regulated him back to his official position, whatever that was. Products, product manager, support manager, something like that. Oh my goodness, guys, I totally forgot to do the quote. I'm going to do it real quick. All right. Narrator, adult Kevin. My father worked at Norcom over half his life, and eventually he rose to the ranks of middle management. Where every day was filled with crisis, challenges, and rollades. Yep, through the years, my father had given a lot to Norcom, and now he had given them Wayne. My brother had been employed in the mailroom for about six months. Don't ask me how. And if his work ethic didn't exactly match Dad's, at least he was trying to find a niche for himself. Make new acquaintances. Bonnie Douglas. She was 23, funny, smart, and oh yeah, divorced. It was no wonder Wayne felt the way he did. Whatever Dad felt about all of this, he was keeping it to himself. Like all the Arnold men, he had a lot of things on his mind. Those parts were supposed to be here today. Today is today. Tomorrow is not today. My father worked at Norcom over half his life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, Ferguson's gonna blow his top over this. And eventually, he rose to the ranks of middle yeah, management. Yeah, fine. 
where every day was filled with crises, challenges, roll aids. Yep, through the years, my father had given a lot to Norcom. And now, he had given them... That's it, that's it. That's doing good. Wait, that goes over to C, right? My brother had been employed in the mail room for about six months. Don't ask me how. Nice shades, man. And if his work ethic didn't exactly match Dad's, at least he was trying to find a niche for himself. Make new acquaintances. You know, you look really hot today. If you don't stop bugging me, I'm gonna have to report you. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm really sorry. Is there anything I can do to make it up to you? Just don't be late tonight. I'll pick you up at 7. 7 good. Bonnie yeah. Douglas. She was 23, funny, smart, and, oh yeah, divorced. It was no wonder Wayne felt the way he did. Whatever Dad felt about all this, he was keeping it to himself. After all, like all the Arnold men, he had a lot of things on his mind. So, Wayne's kind of going through the factory with the cart of mail, and he's kind of like, hey, how's it going? You know, all smiles. He's wearing yours. A kind of like a, it's not mustard yellow, but it's kind of a golden rod color, maybe, and a tie. And, um, I'm just kind of thinking how, because he says hey to someone who's got, you know, safety glasses on and goggles. I don't know what, um, their role in the factory is. But the thing is, in the factory that I work, you have got to, you cannot be in the building. Except for the break room is the only, in the bathroom, well... That you can, you don't have to wear safety glasses. But when you're out on the floor, you have got to have safety glasses. That is a must. So, um, maybe they're not dealing with heavy equipment and stuff like that around. Uh, well, wait, no, I did see a forklift carrying, um, some crates over. But, you know, Jack's popping the roll. This is probably what contributes to the heart attack. Two years after uh, the show's end. As all that time and stress at Norcom. But anyway. Jack's got a nice office overlooking the layout of the floor of the factory. And of course Wayne heads over to. Some place. Or uh, Bonnie is working. She answers you know, the phones and all that stuff. She's got a little window there. And Wayne, of course, I mean, you don't know that he's with this girl. He, you think he's just flirting, like, oh, you look really hot today. And she's like, if you don't stop this, I'm going to have to report you. And Wayne, of course, immediately, he backs up. He's like, I I'm sorry. I I I'm sorry. And he's like, is there anything I can do to make it up to you? And she just kind of, she does this little tongue move with her, um, her teeth kind of sticking her her tongue between her teeth, you know, and, um, she kind of smirks up at him, like, just don't be late tonight. And he's, oh, I won't. So, yeah, they're to, they're seeing each other. Oh, it's so cute. This is so cute. Seeing Wayne flirt like this, he's not jerky gross teenage Wayne like he was with, like, Dolores and Angela and... He was, with Sandy, he was really, really nice. But this is, you know, out of high school, adult Wayne. And it's just, I love this. Seeing 
him like this with us just treating her so nice. And Jack, you see, is actually watching all of this and he's not happy. It's like, no, son, I got you this job. I really don't want you to jeopardize this. Especially, I'm thinking, for those of you that have watched the episode, um, if this goes south, and she's still working there, and he's still working there, he's probably going to want to transfer to another department. Which, Wayne's been in the mailroom for six months at this point, so there's been no real sense of um, advancement for him. And I just, he doesn't seem the type. But then again, it's probably just as well, because we see what Norcom has done to... Jack, who's been there, Kevin says, for over half his life. Which he probably has been there for... Jack's in his, what, 40s now? Yeah, he's been there at least for over 20 years. Holy shit. So now we head to the school, and we head to the field hockey field, or football field. I'm sure it's used for many different things. And I like that... When he was doing field hockey back in season two and probably season three and stuff, I like that they're continuing this with her, so it gives her something else as a character trait other than just Kevin's girlfriend, the one he lusts after, and and stuff like that. So at least let's like put some bit of dimension into her. I mean, the other only other characteristic other than oh she's sweet. The guys all love her. She's the object of Kevin's affections forever, even after he's married. And she likes field hockey. So, Kevin and Jeff are there on the sidelines, and Kevin's like, Hey, Winnie! Winnie! As he waves her, and she just kind of glares at him and kind of runs off with the other girls, you know, going after um, the ball or whatever in field hockey. It's like, Kevin, I get you're trying to be like nonchalant, let's just pretend this never happened and kind of move forward from this, but she's basically the one that's gonna hurt the most in this whole situation. You pretty much you know toss your shoulders like it's 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 done and done. You know, guys have moved on to whatever now. But she's gotta live with this for the rest of her high school time. I gotta say this, guys, we are not really seeing much of Paul in season six. We really, really aren't. It's like he'll come in for a scene, but it's almost like Jeff is now Paul 2.0. Which, Jeff is the supportive buddy who's kind of trying to keep Kevin on track. So I wonder why maybe Josh Saviano, who plays Paul, really wasn't contracted for a lot of episodes. So, I don't, because we know that the reason that they pulled Winnie and Kevin, broke him up, and had her move, you know, to another school and all that, was because they wanted Fred Savage to catch up in height to Danica, because she looked like she towered over him in season two and three. And Kevin kind of turns to Jeff like, oh, you know, I, I guess she didn't see me. And Jeff is like... Are you blind? Of course she saw you. She fucking hates your guts right now. Winnie! Winnie! 
guess she didn't see me. I think she saw you. And that was the problem. Winnie Cooper was treating me like I didn't exist. I don't get it. I mean, what'd I do anyway? Well, let's see. Offhand, I'd say you embarrassed her, ruined her reputation, and lied about your relationship. But other than that, I'd say you were a perfect gentleman. Never mind the details. It was true. Winnie and I were on the outs. Winnie! Winnie! What I had to do now was figure out a way to get her back. Hi. How you doing? Okay. So, uh... Looks like you're playing field hockey. Winnie! I gotta go. There you had it. After 16 years of sharing everything together, overnight, we become like strangers. That's how to go. Just perfect. Yeah, it looks like wedding bells to me. Can be so dense sometimes. Seriously, Kevin's all like, "Oh, what did I do anyway? I don't get it." And Jeff is like, "Well, let's see here. You um ruined her reputation, and you lied about your relationship. That you did something that you didn't do. And yeah, she pretty much hates his guts. And the thing that." Oh my god. Kevin actually runs onto the damn field to get Winnie's a Winnie, hey, Winnie! Hey, how are you doing? She's like, um, okay. And you hear someone call Winnie over and she kind of like, you know what, I have to go. It's like, what the fuck, Kevin? You don't run onto the field when someone's in the middle of a play? So Jeff, of course, was like, oh, hey, how'd it go? Because he saw the whole thing. And Kevin's like, oh, it went great. And Jeff just kind of scoffs like, yeah, looked like wedding bells to me. Like, eyes don't lie, Kevin. Jeff saw everything. <laughs> so now we go to um, dinner with uh, Wayne invited Bonnie over so the parents can, uh, can meet her. And she kind of drops a bomb when she talks about David. And, of course, Norma asks, well, who's David? And she's like, well, David's my son. And Jack kind of drops his fork like, your son? And, I mean, I'll get more into this in a second. Um, Bonnie just looks shocked. And she kind of turns to Wayne like, you didn't tell them? And, of course, Wayne apologizes. Like, yeah, I mean, I was going to. It's like, you might have wanted to give the lowdown on Bonnie before she came over. Or maybe a day before the dinner. Because you kind of put her in a rough spot here. Yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, it's funny. It's romantic. For Wayne, however, things were different. I didn't think he was going to go. I mean, it's a French movie and everything. No, I love French movies. I mean, they're so French. <laughs> you obviously had to share in his happiness. After all, it wasn't every day your brother brought home his previously married, five years older than him girlfriend. Would you like some more meatball? Oh, thank you. This is really great. I'm so glad we finally got a chance to meet you. 
Well, me too. I'm sorry I was late. I just moved into a new apartment, and I haven't really unpacked everything yet. Oh, you should see it. It's a mess. <laughs> I'll help you unpack tonight. Okay. Something told us that this was a deeper relationship than Wayne had ever been involved in. You know, Dad, I was thinking, we can lend Bonnie that portable dishwasher in the garage. Hmm? Sure. No problem. Still, chit-chat aside... So, how long have you been divorced? It seemed there were greater issues at stake here. Since last Christmas. You probably don't want to talk about it. Oh, no, no. I don't mind. We were naive right out of high school, and we didn't realize how serious and important a commitment marriage is. I'm not sure if Bonnie realized the significance of her statement, but she came through with flying colors. You know, I forgot to put out the salad. It was Norma Arnold's carrot and raisin salad seal of approval. I also don't think he was ready to handle David. David? Who's David? He's my, my son. I, I didn't mention him? <gasps> no. Uh-uh. Well, how old is he? Six months. What about that salad, Mom? What salad? Watch it, will you? I got So, Wayne is talking about a movie that he and Bonnie saw, and Wayne, uh, Bonnie says, uh, you know, I didn't think that Wayne would like it because, of course, it's a French film. And Wayne's like, no, I mean, it, it was romantic, it was funny, and I'm sure that Wayne probably didn't like the movie, but then again, you know, he's trying to impress Bonnie and everything like that, so. So, Bonnie is five years older than Wayne, so Wayne is still only 18, I love how when Norma, like, asks, like, do you want more meatloaf? And it's almost like it's one of those pie-serving utensils. Because when she lifts it up, you know, it's already, you know, all that's been cut up and everything. But it's, like, pizza-shaped. Like, I've never seen a slice of meatloaf that looks pizza-shaped. So Norma, of course, is happy that they finally get to meet Bonnie. Although Jack kind of should know her a little bit because, you know... She works at Norcom, but maybe he doesn't. doesn't. Um, and she apologizes, you know, for running a little late. Like, I just moved into my new apartment. It's just, and I still have a lot of unpacking to do. And Wayne, of course, like, oh, you should see it. It's a total mess. And then he kind of looks at Bonnie and smiles like, I'll, I'll help you unpack later tonight. And Norma clues into this right away. Like, yeah, Wayne's more serious with this girl. And Kevin even says, like, this is, you know, new probably for Norma and Jack to see Wayne so serious. Especially, you know, with a girl who's actually been married, now she's divorced, and she's five years older than he is. So, but the look that when Wayne says, oh, I'll help you unpack later tonight... The look that passes over Norma's face is one of, I think it's a little bit of concern. Like, oh, like, there's more in that statement than Wayne is really letting on. So, Jack, of course, is just looking down at his food and kind of, you know, just uh, forking up some food from his plate. 
And Wayne kind of turns to him like, hey, Dad, do you mind if we let Bonnie use the uh, portable dishwasher in the, that's just sitting in the garage? And Jack is just kind of like, at first he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And he kind of, it's a nervous smile. Like, sure, son, yeah, that's okay. I, like, he probably feels uneasy about this, too. But Norma... You know, that's her son. You know, she doesn't... I mean, she's nice to Bonnie. She's polite. Although, um, Bonnie does mention, you know, I'm divorced. And Norma's like, oh, you probably don't want to talk about it. And Bonnie's like, no, no, I have no problem with that. You know, we were young. We were just out of high school and we just really didn't realize how much of a commitment, well, he didn't really realize how much of a commitment marriage is. And of course, that earned her a gold star with Norma and Jack who kind of looks at her like, oh, wow, she's very mature, you know. And I can imagine they're thinking that she's probably good for Wayne. So, Norma gets up like, hey, I forgot the salad. And Kevin mentions it's like a raisin carrot salad. So, just like a fruitish type salad. Raisins and salad, unless it's got some type of good, yummy dressing. Like, well, Waldorf salad, but that has apples and walnuts in it, I thought. Maybe you can make it, however. So she goes, and she's like in the doorway when Bonnie mentions, plus I don't think he was able to handle, you know, David. And of course, they're like, David? Who's David? And Bonnie's like, oh, he's my son. Oh, immediately Norma sits down. And she's like, oh, um, how old is he? And Bonnie's like, six months. So, you know, that's what I thought, six months. And at that, Jack drops his fork. And he's like, oh, you gotta be kidding me, Wayne. Come on now. This is too much even for you. That's gotta be going through his mind. And Wayne, of course, is like, oh, mom, the salad, right? And she's like, um, what salad? It's like, no, uh, I'm not leaving from this table now. We are, I have questions that need answers. So, um, and Bonnie, of course, like I said, she's like, probably thinking that, she's like, oh, I, I didn't tell you. And they're like, uh, uh-uh, no. And she's nervous now. It's like, oh, um. So, it kind of cuts off from there. And now we hear Kevin and Wayne. They're in the garage. They're trying to get that portable dishwasher for Bonnie and everything. Oh, my God. Wayne, did you leave her alone after she dropped that bomb on your parents like that? Oh, buddy, that is, oh, boy. Oh, that is, you don't do that. You don't do that. That is oh, the worst thing you could have really done. They'd be like coming home and announcing, oh, me and my significant other are pregnant. And then skipping out to go grab something, go to the bathroom and leaving that person there to be bombarded with questions and be made to feel uncomfortable because Bonnie is really nervous. Because, <laughs> you know, that's her first meeting with Wayne's parents. Oh, boy. So I'm going to play this clip 
with uh, Wayne and Kevin, and Wayne is, of course, nervous. He's like, do you think that she's okay in there with them? Do you think it's going all right? So I like that Wayne is, you know, he's asking Kevin for advice. So Kevin and Wayne are in the garage trying to get that portable dishwasher out of there, and Wayne is asking Kevin, like, hey, do you think she's all right in there? And Kevin, of course, is just like, I guess, you know, as he's struggling to help, the thing is probably heavy as hell. And that's when Bonnie comes in. Hey, guys, how's it going? So Wayne kind of goes over to her and says, hey, well, how'd it go? And she's like, well, I had a nice talk with your mom. Oh no! Did she say anything about Jack? Well, I wouldn't worry about Jack. I mean, Jack's like that with everybody. He really, even his own family, he really doesn't talk too much. So I wouldn't be too offended by that. Oh, this is yeah. I like how she Bonnie says your parents look like I'm corrupt, corrupting you or something. Well, I think you probably think that because you, know, I mean, you're 23, you're divorced, you have a six month old son. I mean, uh, they probably don't know how to take this. I mean, if you think about it, think about it. Karen was living with Michael. Michael had not been married before, and he did not have a child from another marriage. And I think that he, Michael, and Karen were close in age. Wayne and Bonnie have a five-year age gap. And when, you know, and, and Wayne is so, like, fresh out of high school, he's 18. Bonnie is 23. She's almost towards her mid-twenties. And she's, you know, very mature for her age, which, I mean, she's in her twenties. And she's got a kid, and she's been divorced. She would have, you know, she's had to, you know, really grow up and everything like that, so. And Jack and Norma grew up in a world where you don't get married right out of high school and jump into the whole, you know, parent thing right away, or just, well, I meant as far as, in Wayne and Bonnie's case, you don't play house together when you're not married, back in, um, the 60s, the 50s, and so on and so forth, because, you know, Norma and, that's why Jack raised holy hell when he found out that um, Karen was living with Michael. Now, do you think that maybe Wayne, this might be a little different for Jack because Wayne is his son and not his daughter? I don't know. I'm going to play this clip. Crazy, really. 
my brother had somehow managed to set up camp in Shangri-La while I was stuck with well I like how well Bonnie says you know they're well oh she said that you know they look like your parents look at me like I'm trying to corrupt you and I like Wayne's comment how he's like oh they they always look like that don't worry about it it's no big deal and she's like, well, there's the fact that there's David, and I'm five years older than you. And I like how Wayne is like, you know what? I mean, some months it's only four years, which is kind of like three years. And it's just he's trying to look on the positive side in his mind. Like, you know, if you think about it in the long run, we're really not that. We're almost like the same age, only not. And she, of course, like, oh, that's so sweet. And they kiss. And, of course, Kevin is like, Wayne, can we, you know, the dishwasher? And Bonnie's like, well, yeah, I need to get home. I promised the babysitter I would be there at 10. So, hopefully, they can fit that thing into her car. Or Wayne's car. Somebody's vehicle. So... Now we get back to... Kevin is in a antique-ish type store just looking at things you know he wants to I guess buy back Winnie's affections at this point maybe a cute little gift and he's there with Jeff Paul 2.0 and he's just kind of thinking what can I get Winnie that says I'm sorry and I love you and I didn't mean to hurt you So it's a gift barn. That's what it is. And Jeff, of course, is making suggestions. And one of them is an electronic football game. It almost looks like a tabletop foosball table. But Kevin just looks at him like, why would Winnie want this? And Jeff's like, well, maybe you two can play together. I mean, it's, it's a cool suggestion. Don't get me wrong. And the saleswoman comes up and says, oh, can I help you? And Kevin's like, yeah, I'm looking for a gift for my girlfriend. And Jeff, of course, why he adds this? Oh, they they had a fight. And the lady is like, oh, a little lover's quarrel. And then Jeff is like, no, it's a little more than that, actually. It's pretty despicable. And the look, expression on the woman's face goes from, oh, that's so sad, to, ooh, you piece of shit. What did you do? Despicable. 
So, Kevin's looking at jewelry, which if we remember, I thought he got her jewelry before, like, before. With, uh, remember that ring he was gonna give her when she was moving away? It was at the end of season three. Oh yeah, and he gave her a snow globe at the Christmas time around season two, which even though they weren't dating, they were just giving each other gifts. But as Kevin's kind of looking around at perfume and this and that, and that's why my mind was flashing to all these other times he had gotten uh, Winnie gifts. But he's like, oh, I'm looking, he's kind of in his mind thinking, oh, I'm some something with fur. I'm like, yeah, get her a puppy. That would spell love like no other. A cute golden retriever puppy. No, don't do that. <laughs> um, but he gets this, like, four foot, it's got to be at least three foot tall or four foot tall. This thing, if you stand it up, is probably as tall as I am. And I'm short. I'm five foot two. And Kevin sits the bear down on the counter and... He's like, he asked Jeff, like, what do you think? And Jeff, of course, is kind of hugging the bear, like, oh, you know, if it were me, I would love a gift like this. As he, he kind of squeezes the bear, like, oh, he's so soft. He's so soft. I noticed when um we first see a shot of the gift barn, we see uh, glass display shelves of different antiques. One of them is a sad, like, painted-faced clown that, you know, like, the poor clowns in the circus that would carry, like, the little bindle and everything. Um, at Kaiser's Kitchen in Lowell, I do, I have not been there in years, but I used to go there a lot as a kid. But they'd always have, like, figurines or pictures of sad-faced clowns. Oh, and speaking of, here's another stuffed clown right over Jeff's shoulder in the left-hand corner. It looks like Pennywise the Clown. It's got the red crown of hair, the painted on, you know, around the eyes and everything. It's creepy. So Kevin's at dinner, and he's hoovering those peas. Ooh, peas? Is that what that is? I I, I, I... Don't eat a lot of vegetables, but the one thing I love is green beans, and I love them in green bean casserole. I probably have green beans, like, once a year at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I really love um, cauliflower casserole, and I can't tell you the last time I had that. It's probably been over 20 years. And he's, like, shoveling that food in his mouth. It's like... Do you have, are you under a time constraint here? Do you have somewhere you gotta be, like, right this second? Because Norma and Jack are looking at him, and Norma's like, Kevin, slow down! Like, yeah, I don't want to give you the Heimlich maneuver, son. That night, it was my only hope. Kevin, will you slow down? Sorry, Mom. By dinner time, the Arnold household was practically buzzing with plans. Getting away that easily. You know, Wayne. 
he hadn't counted on mom. We'd love to see the baby someday. Huh? <laughs> Jack, isn't the Norcom picnic coming up this Sunday? Huh? We could all go together. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? I'll talk to Bonnie. Still, whatever Norma Arnold was cooking up, she was obviously on her own. So Kevin's like, oh, sorry, Mom, as he's still shoveling food in his mouth. And we get Wayne, who, his hair is wet, like he just got out of the shower, he's all dressed and everything. It was very, very nice. I like his hair this season. It's very nice. And he's almost out the door. He actually has the door open, and he's almost stepping out of it. When Norma says, Wayne, we'd like to meet the baby sometime. Well, before that, um, he says that Bonnie couldn't find a sitter, so he's going to go hang out at her place, and they can watch David together. And that's when Norma's like, oh, we'd love to meet the baby sometime. And Wayne is just like, uh, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And then she brings up the Norcom picnic. Like, oh, Jack, doesn't, the Norcom picnic, that's coming up. We can all go to that, and we can meet the baby. And Jack just looks at her like, huh? Honey, I didn't want to do this when you suggested this, like, two and a half years ago. I definitely don't want to do this now. We never heard from uh, the Detweiler guy, or Deadwood, or whatever his name is. You know, the, the guy who had the daughter, Mimi, who was played by Soleil Moonfry, the season four episode one growing up episode? And, yeah, he, it's like, I went to, um, a work thing on a weekend, it was, and it was, like, in April, it was really, really cold, the food was just okay, because Jeremy and I went, and we just stayed long enough to hear that we didn't win a $250 Amazon, or, uh, Visa gift card. That sucked, because I really wanted to win it. <laughs> but, like, okay, it's rainy, it's cold, let's get out of here and go home. I didn't, we just sat there, we ate our food, we got out of there. I don't know if I even ran into anyone I knew. A couple of the higher-ups knew my name, but that's about it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> just the look he gives Norma's like, that is the last thing I want to be doing on my weekend. I mean, unless you like fraternizing outside of work with uh, the people you work with, that's awesome, but he already spends five days a week there. So Wayne is like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess I could see if I can make that a possibility. Let me talk to Bonnie. I gotta go by. So he leaves and... Yeah, Jack just looks at Norma like, please tell me you're kidding. You're not serious with this. And she just kind of looks at him like, we're going to go to this, honey. We're going to go. So now we get to Winnie's door. And Kevin, of course, has got this giant four foot tall teddy bear. And mind you, this is 1972. The teddy bear is okay looking. I have a giant teddy bear. Well, it seemed giant to me when I got it when I was nine. It's It was from JCPenney's. It used to have a red bow on it, but 
when I was young, I cut the the red bow off because I wanted to see what he looked like without the red bow. But, um, yeah. Now the bear just kind of sits below the headboard to keep my pillows from falling underneath the headboard. So, so when he opens the door and this bear fills the doorway... And when Winnie realizes it's Kevin, the expression on her face is just like, oh, it's you. <laughs> it's like, oh, we've done this already, Kevin. What are you doing here? I don't want to see you right now, you know? <laughs> Go away. I had a date with Destiny. Oh, hi. Hey, how's it going? <coughs> Call it Triumphant Return. Bear. I'm fine. I could tell by the look in her eyes that she was impressed. Hi. Oh, Kevin. You know Phil, don't you? Uh, yeah. Hi. We're setting for the SATs. We're on the vocabulary section now. Yeah, well, uh, vocabulary's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was funny. All of us knew that I was holding a stuffed bear. But none of us even mentioned it. Well, uh... I better get going. Bye, Kevin. Bye. sleeve and when he's like oh you know phil don't you kevin and kevin's like oh uh yeah sure and she explains like well we're studying for the sats and kevin's like oh yeah vocab because they're doing the vocabulary and kevin's like yeah vocabulary is hard and phil just kind of like yeah sure Sure it is. Like, this guy's got some balls to move on, uh, move in on some other guy's girl. While they're still technically dating, they're just on the outs right now. I mean, we know that the guys have all flocked around Winnie Cooper. They always have, whether she's with Kevin or whether she's single. The boys are all always coming around because, you know, they like Winnie. She's a sweet, cute girl. And I don't like this Phil dude. I really don't like him. But, you know, Winnie can hold her own. And, but the, the look that she's like, well, Kevin kind of is like, nobody's mentioning that I'm holding this bear. And he's like, well, I guess I better go. And Winnie's just kind of looking at him like, y you definitely should go. I don't know what you're still doing here. Bye. Like, Thanks for trying, but I'm not ready to forgive you yet. She shuts the door in his face. Well, she doesn't slam it in his face. She just closes the door like, bye, Kevin. Like, Kevin, you need to give her some time. Like, more than a week. So, in the next scene, Jack is back to yelling at whoever on the phone, wondering why the parts are in Pittsburgh and not in California, at NORCOM, where they need to fucking be. As Jack is popping
popping one roid after another into his mouth. This poor guy, man. So he's popping roids and sucking down Maylocks. Oh my god. This is so cute with Wang just uh, joking around with Bonnie. Like, dude, you're gonna get in trouble. And you're gonna get her in trouble. So, I'm gonna play this clip. Well, my brother continued his crazy courtship. So, yeah, Wayne's just being cute, and he's like, oh, you love me, don't you? Aww, Wayne. This is going to be so sad when he gets his heart broken by her. Ooh. I'm not in this episode. It's in a couple episodes later, but. Then we go to the diner, which seems to be the hangout for Kevin and Jeff. This food looks so good. I want food from this diner. It looks so yummy. So, waiting. Excuse me. Jeff and Kevin are sitting in a booth together as a lady kind of dumps off uh, some more fries for Jeff. And Jeff just looks at Kevin like, You look like shit. You look terrible. You have crumbs on your shirt. As Kevin kind of pulls his shirt free from the, the, you know, strains his shirt out, crumbs do fall on the table. And Jeff, of course, is joking, like, you know there's a dress code here. So Jeff suggests, like, you know, how about a bow tie? You know, guys really look happy when they wear bow ties. And then all of a sudden you hear some girl go, <laughs> Winnie, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> and that's when Kevin turns around. Of course, we see Winnie there with Phil. She's in a booth with a few guys, at, like, at least Phil, two other guys, and how, how many guys are in that booth? One, two, I think that guy might be in the booth also. No, what? This booth is really weird. One, two, three guys and Phil, and then one other girl. Weird. So, of course, Winnie is laughing, having a good time with Phil and these other people, and Kevin just feels, I don't know, sucks for him. He feels like, maybe, you know, he wishes he could make her laugh and smile again, because uh, she definitely wasn't doing that with him the other night when he was on her doorstep with a five-foot-tall teddy bear. So, Jeff kind of gets up and says, hey, I'm going to go get uh, a, a soda, do you want a root beer, maybe? And Kevin's like, eh, I guess, yeah, sure. Poor Kevin, he's down in the doldrums. But, of course, this next move that he makes is... Yeah, it's, it's out of desperation, it really is. But I love Jeff. I love these scenes with Jeff. I love his quips. He's, his sarcasm is so great. Some of the rest of us. <coughs> what are you talking about? Well, you're slumped over, you got crumbs all over you. And there's a dress code here. Yeah, well, 
Maybe you need a bow tie or something. People always look happy wearing a bow tie. <laughs> but what I needed, I couldn't have. So while Kevin's kind of watching Winnie, you know, chatting it up with uh, her friends, the girl in the booth next to him asks, like, oh, can I have some ketchup? My table doesn't have any. And then she also asks for napkins. And then Kevin's like, oh, you want my fries, too? And she says, oh, just a couple. So what does she mean, the napkins or a couple of his fries? But he gladly hands that over. And they're talking, he's like, oh, well, I, I haven't uh, seen you around school. And she's like, well, we just moved here. And just looking at the girl, she does sound young. Like, her responses, just her voice, she sounds like a young girl. So, but then again, Kevin figures that this girl's got to be close to his age. So... He continues to talk to her, and she's like, well, yeah, it's kind of lonely. I don't really know anybody. And Kevin, of course, he's feeling lonely not having Winnie with him. Because Winnie and her friends walk out, and she does kind of, she doesn't glower at Kevin. But she just kind of looks at him like he's kind of a sad sack. So, yeah, Kevin's depressed. And I don't know where uh, Jeff's still waiting on that uh, root beer of his, or his drink. And we learned that the girl's name is Cindy. And I like how Kevin is so confident here with this girl. He's not shy at all. Which, I mean, he's been with, some, you know, with girls and stuff like that. So, and at this point in his life, there would be no reason for him to be shy around girls. So, Kevin is kind of thinking, like, well, this is, like, the first pleasant conversation I'd had with a girl in, in weeks. And being, you know, he's lonely and everything like that. So he turns to the girl like, oh, excuse me, would you like to? And she's like, yeah, great, thanks. Like, you don't even know what you're agreeing to. And of course, I believe that, you know, he is going to invite her to his dad's work picnic. You don't know anything about... 
about this girl? You sure as hell don't know how old she actually is. So after she says great, he's like, huh, I, would you like to go out Sunday afternoon? And she's like, yeah, great. So we get the Norcom family picnic, food, games, fun. This banner looks a lot nicer than the one they had in season four that probably was just a haphazard thing that was just, you know, uh, painted, like a painted banner. But this is actually a nice created you know plastic tarp banner so wasn't the last one on labor day in season four because it was labor day it was like the last day before you go to start the next school year and kevin just talking about you know families and coming for fun and hot dogs and wearing bermuda shorts and of course we get, you know, Kevin's family, Jack and Norma are on one side of the picnic table, and Bonnie and Wayne and little baby David are on the other side. And Wayne, of course, poor David, he's like, I don't know if I like you handling me like this. Babies, I think, are a good judge of character. I really think they probably are a very good judge of character when it comes to people. particular cry before used in another movie so it's not coming from baby David and of course Bonnie is just because Wayne's kind of like holding David you know standing him up on his feet and kind of like jostling him and, and Bonnie's like Wayne maybe if you kind of like snuggle him or, or, or cuddle him or, or something like that you know rock him a little and that's when Wayne kind of puts the baby, like, in the crook of his arm and just tries to... And then, of course, it's not working, so Bonnie's like, How about your mom? I bet she would love to hold him. And Norma is just, hands are out, like, yes, give me the baby. Oh, this baby is so cute. And she looks at Jack, like, hey, Jack, do you remember when Wayne and Kevin were this small... And, of course, Jack is like, yeah, that was a long time ago, Norma. And he's kind of playing with David's foot. Like, ah! And she's like, and, and um, <laughs> Norma is like, Wayne had this, like, cutest little tushy. 
And of course, Bonnie's like, oh, yeah, he still does. And Jack's look and Norma's look of, okay, um, that's more than I wanted to know of my 18-year-old son's butt. I mean, it's cute when he's like six months old, but not when he's 18. Like, basically implying, yeah, I know, thank you for that picture of you two having sex, which I kind of only assumed was going on, but you pretty much clarified that for me. Thank you. <sighs> I, I mean, gross. I mean, no mother wants to hear about her 18-year-old son's ass. Just like no kid wants to imagine his parents having sex. Ew. I don't know, Bonnie, that comment you made about Wayne's butt, I think that's a strike against you. Along with the, all the other strikes that Norma and Jack have probably already put against you being, you're divorced, you have a son, you know, that kind of stuff. You live on your own. So, Kevin's kind of holding a plate with a hot dog on it or something, and, what the heck is her name again? Cindy, she comes running up. That there should be a red flag as in to, um, I don't think this kid is 16 years old. She acts like she's like 10 or eight <laughs> mentally because she runs up she's like oh kevin if you could be any spirit animal what would you be or any animal what would you be what the hell were you dropped on your head as a baby twirling around and then she sees the swings like oh my gosh let's go on the swings don't you want to swing and kevin's like uh no um you can go though even when she suggests the whole animal thing what animal would you be he looks at her like um what an animal what the f kevin this girl is clearly mentally eight years old. What did you... And she's just really tall for her age. Because no ten-year-old would act like this. I don't like Cindy. I really don't like Cindy at all. So, Kenneth spots Wayne with David. And it's really cute how... They, the baby's just kind of resting his head on Wayne's chest, yet they still have that crying baby sound effect. It's like, this baby is not crying at all. They're not, it's not upset, he's just, he's really content. And, um, Wayne says how, oh, I'm gonna take David to baseball games and football games and I'll have to get him a glove. And he mentions about how, 
he's going to move in with Bonnie so he can help out with David. And Kevin, of course, is like, what, move in together? Have you talked to mom and dad about this? And Wayne is kind of like, I need my parents' permission to move in with my girlfriend. Like, you I mean, he is legally an adult, so if he wants to move out, what are they going to do to stop him? He's got a job so he can support himself. Then uh, Norma and Bonnie kind of come up, and Wayne's like, oh, I think he, like, David pooped in his pants or in his diaper or something. He needs to be changed. Well, Wayne, if you're going to play baby daddy, you will have to change diapers. So I'm going to play this conversation between... Um, Kevin and, and Wayne as Wayne kind of drops this bomb on, on Kevin. It's nothing compared to how uh, Norma and Jack are going to react. I think it's mainly Norma that's going to react this way. But, I mean, Jack will have some words to say to, to Wayne, but they're not nearly as explosive. Worst of all, I miss Winnie more than ever. Kevin, she's like, oh my gosh, Kevin, I have an idea. Let's see who can eat our hot dogs. Who can eat their hot dogs the fastest? Uh, major eye roll. So as they're walking to Kevin's car, he's got the cooler and she's carrying the little uh, fold-up chair. She's like, oh, I don't know. I think I like the hamburgers more than the hot dogs, but maybe I like the hot dogs more than the hamburgers. Like, what the fuck? I don't know if I call her qualified to carry that chair. So Kevin clearly is thinking, like, I want to get home. I want to get away from this fucking girl. We kind of never seen her before. Because she doesn't even, they're not even at the table at all with uh, Jack and Norma and Wayne and Bonnie. So <laughs> I can only imagine Jack's reaction like, um, Kevin, is this girl jailbait? <laughs> What are you doing with this child? 
So as Wayne, or excuse me, as Kevin is opening the trunk to his car, we hear Norma saying, Wayne, you can't do this. And Wayne is telling his mom, like, Mom, we've already decided. So I'm playing this clip. By the end of the picnic, I couldn't wait to get home, make my escape. <laughs> Face it, this whole thing had been a disaster. Wayne, you can't do this. I guess it was a disaster for everybody. Mom, we already decided. But you're only 18 years old. Don't you understand? We're in love. How can you be so sure? What are you talking about? Look, I know that Bonnie needs you, and that makes you feel very good. But need isn't love. You don't know anything. I just don't want you to get hurt. You just don't want to see me grow up. I want you to stay out of this, and I want you to butt out of my life. You got it? And Norma, of course, is like, but you're only 18 years old. And Wayne is all like, Mom, don't you understand? We're in love, Bonnie and I. And I'm just kind of thinking that really a positive argument but um Norma brings up like I know that you want to help Bonnie and she needs you but that is not love that is different and Wayne of course is pissed off he's like you just don't want to see me grow up you need to butt out of my life Basically, he's telling her off, like, Mom, fuck you. You can't tell me what to do. If I want to move in with Bonnie, I'm going to do that, regardless of what you want. It's not a matter of, you know, Norma not wanting Wayne to grow up. I mean, she just feels like definitely he is making a very rushed decision that I think Wayne and Bonnie haven't even been together a whole month yet. Or maybe they have, but even still... To move in together with a single woman, a single mother with a six-month-old baby because you, that makes you feel important to feel needed and stuff like that and to help out. He's just going to get his heart broken and we will see that in the New Year's episode. When, spoiler alert, Bonnie goes back with her ex-husband. I kind of got to wonder if she was kind of maybe using Wayne a little bit. Like, oh, Wayne's just so nice and he's good with David and everything. But my ex-husband and I, we have a history and he's David's father and he wants to be a part of David's life. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen too much of Jason Hervey who plays Wayne we haven't really seen him tackle some like a dramatic scene or something like that or even an argument with his you know now that I think about it over the course of six seasons how many scenes have we seen there being a one-on-one -on -one with Allie Mills who plays Norma and Wayne, you know, Jason Hervey is Wayne. We really haven't. If, if if we do, it's a quick scene. But this is, you know, he's going against, well, Norma's wishes. We haven't heard what Jack has to say. We will shortly, but. 
I, I, I can imagine. I mean, when you're young and you're in love and you sometimes do make rash decisions where maybe you jump the gun and you, you want to live together and everything like that. But it's a lesson learned if, you know, it doesn't work out. I mean, sometimes those lessons, they're hard, but sometimes they need to happen to get us to realize that maybe to think things through a little longer. So Kevin opens the trunk and Cindy's like, oh my gosh, it's a little bear. Oh, it's so cute. Can I have it? Like, fuck you, Cindy. Excuse me, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what are you going to school? Kennedy? Ew. What grade are you in? Seventh. Does it matter? Ew. <laughs> yeah, it does. I was afraid you'd say that. looks at her with this annoyed look expression he's like Cindy chill the fuck out it's a goddamn bear it's a damn teddy bear it's not like you found a million dollars but anyway she's like oh you don't have to be such a grouch my brother's a grouch too he's in high school and that sends bells ringing in Kevin's brain like wait what what where did do you go to school? And what grade are you in? And she's like, I go to Kennedy. I'm in seventh grade. So she's like 13. That girl looks like, she does not look like she's 13, that actress. She looks like she's Kevin's age, at least 16. That is a hell of an age gap. You want to talk age difference between 18 and 23? How about 13 and 17? That's jailbait. That is so jailbait. <laughs> Yuck. So Kevin says, you know what? You can have the bear. I don't want it. It's fine. <laughs> and she's, oh, I'm going to name it Kevin. Ooh. Why? That makes me think of Kevin... That bird from the movie, the Pixar movie, Up, <laughs> and Kevin's a female bird. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about um, the episode, I can't remember the title of it now, but it's in season five where Wayne and um, Wart go to uh, sign up to join the army, and... The whole thing with him telling his parents and him being defiant saying, no, I don't care what you say, I'm doing this. So we have seen Wayne be defiant in that way, going against his parents' wishes. But Kevin now comes home. 
And Jack's sitting there, so I guess you know, Kevin is going to sit there and say, Hey, Dad, how do you feel about this whole thing with Wayne and Bonnie? So I want to play this clip. Because if you think about it, we've gotten Norma's reaction. We haven't gotten Jack's reaction. Because I think as he and Kevin are sitting there talking, Wayne does come in with like a duffel bag of his stuff. His whole life fits into one duffel bag. Perfect end to a perfect day. <clears throat> Join the club. Swords, mom. She uh went to bed. I'm getting out of here. Wait. Uh, can we talk for a minute, Dad? There's nothing to talk about. I, I'm doing this, and that's it. Fine. That's what you have to do. Guess it wasn't exactly the answer Wayne had expected. I, uh, just got one thing to say, so bear with me, okay? <laughs> you know, I, uh, started working at Norcom right after the Marines. I was 24, and I thought I was going to be out of there in no time. I was going to try some different things. conversation before Wayne walks in. It's like they're getting to, you know, starting to have one, and Wayne walks in, he's got his duffel bag filled with clothes, and he asks, like, hey, where's mom? And Jack's like, oh, well, she, um, she went to bed already. It, it's gotta be late by that time, but, you know, Norma's so upset, she probably just decided just to go to bed early. And Wayne's like, alright, well, you know what, I'm out of here. And Jack's like, well, hold up a second. Sit down, I, I, I kind of want to talk to you. And Wayne, is, of course, is very defiant. He's like, Dad, I don't really want to hear what you have to say. Nothing you do say is going to change my mind. So, and, and Jack knows. So he's like, I know, but I just, I just, um, I want to give you a little advice. And he tells Wayne about how when he got out of the Marine Corps, he was 24 years old and he had started at NORCOM. And I love how... You know, we didn't really, I didn't know this, that he was 24 when he started at Norcom. And he, um, 
he says, you know, I thought I was going to be right out of there. Because no one wants to stay in a factory type position unless they have to. I mean, I definitely don't want to stay at mine forever. And he says, you know, I thought I was just going to, I was going to be out of there. And before I knew it, I had a wife, a child, a mortgage, all these responsibilities that, you know, and, and even, you know, Jack, even at 24, you're still a little young, but I mean, that's older than 18, but the, all of a sudden it's like Jack was saddled with all of this responsibility. You know, he's a breadwinner. He's the one that's got to stay at Norcom and, you know, keep the lights on and the, the food on the table and everything. And, you know, make sure the house is paid every single month. And he didn't walk into that just blindly. He knew what he was getting into. And Wayne, of course, is just looking. You know how it is. You know, you're older. You want what you want. But your parents, of course, have to give you their own experience, their own advice. And you're just standing there like your mind is telling you, I don't care what they say. I'm going to do what I want to do regardless. It's like it's going in basically one ear and out the other. I've been there. I, I've been very, you know stubborn about how I want to do things in my life. And even at that age, it's like nothing you say is going to change my mind. And Wayne is feeling he's got one foot already out, one foot in the house, one foot already in his car. He's in his mind. He's already at Bonnie's. He's not even listening. Um, but Kevin is like, you know, dad's pouring his heart out. Which he, like, never, ever really does. And he's just, you know, wanting to give Wayne his experience. And Wayne just looks at him almost dead-eyed and says, That's your life, Dad. That's not mine. How many kids have probably said those exact same words to their parents? As in, that's your life. I'm, or, or even said, that's you, that's not me, I'm gonna do what I'm going to do. So, Wayne's like, I'm out of here. He leaves, and we see Jack's face in the door. He is just so sad. And Kevin says how the house just got a little less full, like, minus one person now, and... A little emptier. Sad. But think about this. Think about when Karen, the house that Jack built, the fight that he put up with Karen. He's like, I'm not going to listen to you. You're coming home right now. I don't agree with this, how you're living. I did not raise you this way. He does not put up a fight at all with Wayne. No, that was Norma, but she didn't really put up a big, big fight because Wayne kept shooting her down at every turn. The only thing, you know, and I think maybe it's different for fathers with their daughters versus fathers with their sons because in their mind, they've been there in their mind with, with their sons. They probably had those same thoughts, but with their little girl, it's like, that's my child. 
you know, her, her virtue, virtue, I have to protect that and everything like that. So it, it's just, it's a, it's a odd dynamic. I know it's not fair, but what can you do? You know, I'm just, I just thought of this just now. Interesting dynamic. Let's think. We know this doesn't happen. We know it doesn't happen. All right. Pretend that Wayne is now Kevin and Bonnie is Winnie. Now, Winnie is someone that the Arnolds have known for a very long time. Let's say that Kevin was going to just move in with Winnie. She's not pregnant or anything like that. But he wants to move in. Like, we love each other. We've loved each other for a very long time. I still think that Jack would react the same way as if it were Wayne and Bonnie. I... Norma, on the other hand, it's different. But then again, like I said, they've known Winnie for a very long time. And I think that would hurt the relationship that they had. They would look, Norma, I believe, would definitely look at Winnie in a bad light. But I just wanted to offer up that scenario just out of curiosity. If the tables were turned, if it were Kevin and Winnie instead of Wayne and Bonnie what would Norma and Jack's reactions be? So now we get Kevin going to Winnie's door once again, and of course she's surprised to see him. She's Phil is not there. So I'm gonna play this clip. Simple. And it was that complex. 
Love can kill you. It can tear you apart. But if you're very lucky, it can bring you back together. Sometimes love is unexpected and unpredictable. And sometimes, you just have to go with your heart. So yeah, Kevin finds himself on Winnie's doorstep. She opens the door. And of course he's thinking, yes, I've been through this before. What I say next has to be perfect. Of course, the words aren't coming. So he says the most obvious thing is he kind of looks up at the night sky and says, nice night, isn't it? And Kevin, Winnie, of course, is kind of shaking her head. Like, Kevin, come on. We, we've been through this. It, what, what are you doing here? What do you want? And Kevin kind of lays it all out on the line. He says, you know, I know what I did was very stupid. It was very wrong. And I hurt you. And I'm sorry. And I know there's nothing I can do to take that back. I almost wish that you could do something to me to hurt me. So that way I, f I could feel as bad as what you're feeling right now. And he goes to walk away. And he's like, just... I." I'm going through so much for my brother. He moved out. He's gone. And I have no one to talk about it with. I've you, usually, I mean, you're the one I talk to about these things. You've always been the one to, that I come to. And he just kind of gives up and he starts to walk back to his car. And Winnie just says, where's the bear? And Kevin turns around and he, he's like, oh, it's a long story. And she's like, well, I mean, I'd be interested in hearing it. I mean, do you want to come in? And Kevin smiles. Like, yeah, she lets him in. And, you know, Kevin just kind of says, you know, that's, that's the thing about love, that it can surprise you sometimes. And I'm going to read the quote right now, as you heard in the clip. It was that simple. And it was that complex. Love can kill you. It can tear you apart. But if you're very lucky, it can bring you back together. Sometimes love is unexpected and unpredictable. And sometimes you just have to go with your heart and hope for the best. Now, as he's saying this, you know, we get Kevin going inside to, you know, talk with Winnie. And at this point, it looks like things are, you know, you know, the air is cleared that maybe they're gonna get back together i mean we've seen in the christmas episode this season that they do get each other gifts and then we also see wayne with his duffel bag full of clothes he pulls that out of his car turns around and bonnie's there with little baby david and wayne of course has a little baseball glove and the look on i mean bonnie is happy but it's almost like she's kind of second guessing herself like is this something that i really want being that, you know, she just got divorced with... I wonder if they're either officially divorced or just separated at the moment. That, you know, she uh, separated from her ex. And she's kind of, you know, she just moved into a new place. This is moving very, very fast. I wonder if she is maybe having a little bit of regrets. I mean, yes, 
Wayne is good with her son. He's good to her. You know, he's treating her like a man should treat a woman. And I just kind of wonder if she's got... What's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it. Other, uh, another agenda. Like, maybe... I honestly think all along, like, she did fall in love a little bit with Wayne. I think she kind of used him a little bit. As in, I honestly, deep down in my heart, I feel that what started out as cute and innocent... And then him moving in with her, you know, started to get, you know, deep. I kind of wonder if she had done this as a ploy to get her ex back into her and her son's life. Because at the end of the New Year's episode, if you've listened to it, I'm going to re-upload it in December. Um, She says, you know, about her ex is that he just... He needs to be, and is he wants to be a part of her life and her son's life. So I kind of wonder if that was a ploy with with Wayne, in a way, to get her ex back. Like, I'm going to make you jealous. Because she did say in that episode that her ex has been calling, saying he wants to see David and everything like that. So, I don't know. I just, I, I, I kind of wonder if whether her intentions were genuine 100% or not. Um, we also get a shot through Norma and Jack's bedroom window. Jack is just kind of sitting on the bed. He's very upset. You know, it's like, I lost my son. And Norma is comforting him. And it's just, it reminds me of, like I said, the end of the episode, the house that Jack built. When they go downstairs and, you know, Jack earlier in the episode was trying to patch up the foundation, uh, you know, cracks in the foundation and finds out that there is indeed a leak and it's raining out. There's a leak in the basement. And Kevin kind of watches from the stair, top of the stairs as Jack, you know, almost seems that he's in tears. Like, his voice is breaking. Like, I thought I could fix it. And he turns, and Norma embraces him. She hugs him. And it's just... I can, you, you do what you can for your kids. You give them the life lessons that you feel that they'll need to take with them as they enter the world on their own. And then you realize it's like your kids are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to fall in love. And all you can do is kind of sit back and watch. You can give them advice, but whether or not they take it is completely up to them. Um, This was a very good episode. I really, really liked it. As far as for the Flower Power episode rating. I'm gonna give this one... I'm gonna give it a four out of five. I knocked one off. I hated Cindy. Hated, hated, hated her for a 13-year-old that looks old enough to pass for 16, and she has the mental capacity of an eight-year-old. Yeah. But even that eight might be giving her too much credit, baby. Um, cause Winnie sure as hell did not act like that when she was 13. Uh, you know, the things I, I liked Wayne with Bonnie, I thought it was cute, loved him with David. 
I loved at the end with Kevin, you know, telling Winnie what's going on, you know, making his attempt to apologize for what he did. But also with Jack giving some final advice to Wayne, you know, he pours his heart out to that boy. Like, he's giving his experience. And how often does Jack really give advice? How often does he really even talk to his wife and kids? He really doesn't. So when he opens his mouth to give advice, it's like, you listen, because he is, he is, pure gold is pouring out of that man's mouth. You know, and I think what I said just recently before the rating can kind of even go with my wonderling words of wisdom. You know, just really think about decisions like that. Moving them with somebody, whether you've been with them for a couple years or, or however long you make that move to move in together and live together before marriage. I mean, I did it. Um, and I don't think that it's changed anything. I mean, you know, Jeremy and I have been married for 11 years and I mean, I don't know. It, it just depends on, on your faith, your beliefs and everything like that and what you feel as a couple. If, But honestly, don't, don't put down people that move in together before marriage. I mean, come on, just don't do it. That doesn't mean that their marriage is going to fail when they do get married because they live together beforehand. But those are my my beliefs and my understandings and everything. And maybe I'm biased because I did, you know, move in with Jeremy before we got married. But, but definitely think about it. It is a learning experience. You and one other, and your significant other, you're sharing a space together. You're learning about each other in a way that would be, it wouldn't be brand new. You're, married and then you're getting to really know each other so I mean dating and getting to know each other for years is one thing living together and sharing a space sharing income together and everything that is something that is completely different you think you know the person that you're together with but then once you get married once you get under a roof together it's like eh, things start to shift opinions are different but I mean you kind of knew that when you, uh, you got into the relationship, I guess. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it, that's a big step to move in with somebody. It is a very big step. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about next week's episode, which is season six, episode nine, The Test which aired on December 2nd, 1992. This one sounds like it's going to be kind of like, eh. but while Kevin struggles to study for his upcoming SAT tests, because, you know, that is coming up, Jack ponders quitting Norcom to go into the furniture business, furniture making business, excuse me. And I was telling Jeremy last night, I was looking over this uh, episode. I said, I have never seen this episode that I can think of. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, because I know that Jack goes into the furniture making business. You know, I saw the Christmas episode where he's trying to get a loan from the bank. And the other guy who was supposed to partner with him backed out. I didn't, sorry, I didn't see where 
he gets a shitty review, ponders quitting Norcom. So I really am looking forward to seeing that and this whole what put this plan into motion. What made him think, I'll go into the furniture making business? Like maybe is that a passion that he's had for a long time or is this just something that the Raiders like cooked up at the last second? Which, I mean, we don't really... As far as Jack's interests go, other than he worked in Norcom, he was in Korea, he's a husband, he likes to watch TV after he gets home, he likes his scotch or vodka tonic or whatever. What other things that have we gathered over the course of six seasons that we actually know about Jack? He likes to work on stuff in his garage. He likes to work on the car, fix his car up so he doesn't have to send it into a mechanic. He doesn't like the idea of bringing in uh, maintenance people to fix things. He is more into doing that and um, fixing stuff around the house. Um, oh, remember when he was like off of work for a bit and he was just looking at stuff to fix constantly? Like, the hinges that were going on the, um, the, the cabinet that holds all the dish for the, the dishware and everything like that. And, um, so my only thought is that I can gather is that maybe that furniture making thing kind of came from that. I really don't know. I, I really would like to get more of a character, uh, detail of, who Jack is, other than what we already know about him. But that'll be next week. So let's give a wonderful welcome to some podcast listeners, whether they be regular and old. Thank you so much for listening. All right, we have Key Biscayne, Florida, Mountain View, California, Atlanta, Georgia, Fremont, California, Seattle, Washington, Wilmington, Delaware, Rentham, Canada, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Greensboro, North Carolina, Oakville, Canada, San Francisco, California, New Delhi, India, Meridian, oh, Idaho, <laughs> Pakistan, Mount Holly, New Jersey, Castro Valley, California, Queenstown, Maryland, Nampa, Idaho, Hillsdale, Michigan, Israel, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Fort Lee, New Jersey, Daytona Beach, Florida, Covington, Kentucky, Toronto, Canada, Cheswick Republic, this is Carlisle, United Kingdom, Wolverhampton, United Kingdom, I like that, that's cool, uh, Plattsburgh, New York, uh, Maryland, Northborough, Massachusetts, Kingston, Pennsylvania, North Bergen, New Jersey, Somerset, West South Africa, Nelson Bay, Australia, New York, New York, Alameda, California, Japan, Cleveland, Ohio, Japan, Graysonville, Maryland, Chicago, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, Piscataway, New Jersey, Panorama City, California, Zephyrillis, Florida, Leesburg, Virginia, Mountain View, California, Omaha, Nebraska, Seattle, Washington, San Francisco, California, Denver, Colorado, Atlanta, Georgia, Chicago, Illinois, Miami, Florida, Salem, Oregon, Des Moines, Iowa, Anchorage, Alaska, 
Phoenix, Arizona, San Jose, California, Mount Holly, New Jersey, on Honolulu, Hawaii, Dallas, Texas, Republic of Korea, Pakistan, New York City, New York, El Cerrito, California, Southfield, Germany, Hamburg, Germany, and Rexburg, Idaho. All right, guys, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I'm just staying in, staying warm. I got a blanket on me. It's like 45 degrees outside. <laughs> Is this normal for October in Michigan? I don't know. Although I've lived a lot of years in Michigan, I just can't remember. Once we get to this point, it's like, what's considered normal? And the thing is with Michigan, when it comes to weather, there is no normal. There's no normal. But, okay, guys, uh, look forward to discussing the test next week. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.